Welcome to the Eden Exchanges podcast in conversation with James Jacker from Jim's Test and Tag and Fire Safety Services. In this episode, we put the microscope on the fire safety branch of the franchise, finding out the scale of demand for its services and potential gains for new franchisees. Hello and welcome everyone. Today we're joined by James Jacker from Jim's Fire Safety. Look, thanks a lot for joining us today, James. No worries at all, Raghu. Good to be here. Look, firstly, can you tell us why Jim's is targeting the fire safety market and, and what brought you into the industry as well? Yeah, it's a great question, mate. So back in the very, very early days, our franchise business um, was just about electrical testing and tagging. Uh, and we obviously developed clients in the marketplace that we service on a regular basis, program yeah. maintenance. So some of our clients started asking us about Um, other services that we do. Uh, One of our clients was asking us about fire. So from our point of view, we had to look at, you know, could we train our guys to a level? Could we support them, you know, you know, the suppliers in marketplace, those sorts of things. So we came into it by providing a great level of service to our clients and meeting the client's needs. And that sort of brought us to the fire industry in in a nutshell. And in that sense, you know, what type of training is provided there? I mean, given any sort of area you can have in the fire industry can have really major repercussions. But how do you ensure your standards are high there? Yeah, it's, and it's a really good question. So the fire industry is very um, very wide and varied. So yeah. there's some specialists that look at uh, panels and, um, you know, uh, sprinklers through to, you know, the portable um, appliances at our end, which is extinguishers, blankets yeah. and hose reels. So... Basically, the training, to answer your question, is yeah. is a really simple one. Um, all of our guys will go through uh, Certificate 2 training, no matter which state they're in yeah. uh, of Australia, and they'll all be members of the uh, FBA. So all of our guys are uh, fully trained and supported in the process to deliver to Marketplace, along with our internal training, which includes um, various e-learning documents, um, ongoing training on an annual basis, um, and those sorts of things. So our guys are certainly trained to some of the highest levels in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, the FPA is currently pushing for um, you know a, a standard level across many states, which New South Wales has basically fallen into uh, into line with now. Queensland's been there for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but for the rest of the states, there's not a very high standard for portables. So uh, our guys will come in at the top end of the um, of the tra- training spectrum. Uh, in my eyes, it should be a minimum, but they'll come in at the top end of the training spectrum for the industry. What about um, what about demand? Um, have you got any sort of evidence about you know what sort of demand there is out there, and, and, and what is the prospect for, for like a new franchisee? Yeah, so it's it's and again, it's a great question. Most of our franchisees, in a very generic format, um, will build a customer base of eighty to one hundred and twenty regular clients. Yep. For the fire industry, what that's done for us is we now need less clients to get to that net turnover figure that the franchisee mm-hmm. actually needs to run. Um, being a national company, and we have uh, clients all the way across Australia, it allows a franchisee to turn up at the at the local environment and form that relationship. You know, whether it be you know in Ballarat, let's let's take that as an example, and be the local guy in Ballarat, which means a lot to um, country-based areas. Yep. Or he can turn up there and say, "We're actually a national company, uh, and service everywhere from." You know, from Cairns through to uh, Albany down in WA, and even to the extent where our New Zealand counterparts—we um, have 40 franchisees in New Zealand—you can have an international client as well. So you can be as big or as small as you need to be. And again, that's all about meeting the client's 
uh, requirements. So again, if they've got a need, we need to be that solution. What we are good at doing is defining where our service starts and stops. So some of our clients will say, we, we do need that full end of spectrum and we partner up with other uh, reputable partners in the marketplace. Uh, we don't step out of the environment that we're trained in. So we only do the stuff that we do really well. Hmm. And, and in terms of that, how big in terms of a number is, is the market itself? Yeah, I mean, can you give us an indication how big that pie is? Yeah, it's, it's probably a great question and I could only speculate like the rest of the marketplace. Yeah. Um, but the fire industry is so massive. Yeah. Um, it's, got some, you know, it's got some bigger players in it. It's got lots of local smaller players. Uh, for us, we only, geez, if we could get 1% of that marketplace, it would yeah. be enough to fill up all of our franchisees tomorrow and be looking for a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's a massive market and people understand fire. You know, yeah. it's, a physical, it's a physical element. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, for us, it, it really works. Yeah. Particularly, it works well where we have multiple services for the one client. So we're doing some testing and tagging. We're doing some fire work. We're doing some first aid kits, top-ups and installs yeah. for the one client. Yeah. You know, if you take a... Let's take a Brumbies site. It's a local franchise owner. They might have three to four fire appliances, a blanket, a couple of exit lights, which we do in Australia, um, 20 t um, test and tag appliances, and a couple of three-phase pieces. And we'll go in there and look after a, you know, a client like that and, and make um, some pretty handsome money per hour. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it's, 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 you're providing an end-to-end -end solution for these businesses rather than just sort of the testing and tagging, but also the fire. Um, what, what about compliance? Is, is, it, is it similar to test and tag? Like uh, from, from a government perspective, do, do businesses have to annually um, look at their, their fire and safety? Yeah, so f look, fire is actually a lot more prescriptive than the, than mm -hmm. the, the test and tag world. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically a six-monthly rotation for portable okay. appliances in most environments. 99% of environments yep. will have a six-monthly component to their inspect and test, yep. uh, and we absolutely do that. So it falls in with some of the other work that we do. Yep. Um, but yeah, certainly, uh, you know, it's certainly yep. more regulated uh, yep. in, in most uh, in most of the if the country, yeah. it's called so, so a fire and safety yeah. client, you, you'll visit them at least twice a year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Which for a business, yeah. you know, from a business opportunity, if you're yeah. out there, oh. you know, developing some clients, yeah. the more regular client contact you have, yeah. um, the better off it is. So yeah, yeah. it's um, it's certainly at least six monthly, and yeah. some environments it could be more for the different services sure. that we have. Sure. Yeah, sure. and so does that also mean the people that the backgrounds of the franchisees that come into your system and, and buy franchises. Look, are they from varied backgrounds? Are they from technical backgrounds as well within the fire industry? Yeah, again, that's a great question, Raghu. At the start, we thought we'd profile and understand who we were targeting as franchisees. Uh, the reality is we have many and varied franchisees. Some guys have never been in business for themselves before. Other guys have run businesses. Um, certainly the technical background is not um, is not something that we look for as a prerequisite yep. relative to the training and ongoing mm -hmm. training. We don't let anyone free in the marketplace until they're absolutely at the level that we're comfortable with and at the national qualification level, of course. Um, but the technical part's not the biggest piece. The guys who are successful, and this is probably the real question, we'll, we'll get the guys there with the rest of it. The guys who are successful have a, a great attitude to life and are willing to to do the activity that's required to get out there. And our business will prescribe a lot of that activity to form and maintain those relationships. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in that way, you're also providing a lot of the training, the business training, not just the, the, you know, the, the technical aspect, it's also how to build a business and grow it in the market because that may be a new thing for a lot of people, like you said. Yeah, spot on. So forward planning, understanding what's achievable, 
um, marketing, goal setting, certainly important parts that will provide initial and ongoing training around, um, relationship building. There's a lot of things in small business that uh, most guys may have had some uh, exposure to, other yep. guys none at all. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's okay. We can yep. take someone from that point of, um, of nothing to you know, a successful business owner if we actually believe during our selection that they'll get there. And it is a two-way street, yeah. Yeah. And look, also, what's interesting to us is, is the sort of um, diversity of the type of people that actually apply for a tested tag or a fire safety. I mean, we get, we get a lot of tradies who, you know, don't want to do the hard yakker anymore. They, they want to be a bit softer on their bodies. Well, have you found any sort of patterns of people that are looking in the, in the fire safety uh, realm? That, yeah. Certain I, I wish we had a bit more specific yeah. um, um, profile, but the yeah. reality is you're right. You know, yeah. We have guys that have been on the tools of their lives and yeah. they do realise that their body's going to give in at some point. Yeah. All of the services that we do are generally a little bit softer yeah. you know, with that terminology on the body. Yeah. Um, so we certainly have the older guys. We have that middle-aged guy that you know, maybe younger family that's worked for someone all the rest of their life and now want to do it for themselves and you know, build yeah. that asset. Yeah. Yeah. We've got plenty of corporate guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we really have... A multitude of guys. It's as I say, we're looking for that skill set that we know will provide them with a successful outcome longer term, and that's why our process of selection and giving information to uh, prospective franchisees is actually a bit of a lengthy one. Yep. Uh, we make no apologies for that because we want everyone that comes into the business to be successful, or we'd prefer to tap them on their shoulder yep. before they get into the business. Say we don't believe it's going to work, and these are the reasons why. Yep. Um, or you know, you know, we think we can actually achieve a little bit higher than what you're expecting, uh, yeah. we need to tweak it up a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a process. It really is yeah. getting to know I've each heard other. you speak about that before. It's it's more, more the attitude that you're kind of looking for, um, having that uh, that will to go out and build a business and yeah. make it successful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, look, it's not about, Frank, it's not about being a salesman mm -hmm. in that sense in any mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. it, it really is about relationship building. Yeah. And there's a distinct difference between the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, the services that we provide, they're not yeah. sexy. They're not... A Ferrari in the driveway. Yeah. They are program maintenance. You know, yeah. people come and get us to do something, and yeah. the things still look pretty much the same as when we <laughs> turned up, as when we left. So yeah. it is about creating relationships, yeah. understanding value, yeah. and being part of that furniture going forward. Sure. So understanding their needs and meeting them yeah. in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. Cool. And we mentioned the term success there. Uh, what would you class as a successful franchisee? Even in terms of returns and things like that, what type of things should they be expecting? You, yep. you, know, you know, in other words, how much can you make? Yeah. Yep. Let's, yeah. let's just cut yeah. straight through. Yeah. Exactly. What's on the table? For yeah. Them? And, and why not? Absolutely. You know, if you were considering um, as an employee jumping out on your own, what yeah. you know, what's in this for me? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's two aspects to this. There's the the uh, daily, weekly, and monthly income, and yep. then there's the asset. So let me talk about the income first because they're both hand in hand. Um, the reality is, I have. Probably at six of the 180, 190 guys currently in the system that'd be over 200,000 um, turnover on an annual basis. Remembering that most of our guys are a man in a van. They don't have a shop front. They don't have big rents. No, basically, 99.5% of them don't employ. So I'm talking about a single man and a single relationship in that sense. So limited overheads and no employees, which for some guys is absolute dream come true. Yeah. Um, most of our guys, once they're established, which is, you know, post that 18 month to two year mark, yeah. are turning over somewhere between a hundred and a hundred and forty thousand dollars. So that's a, a rough estimate yep. on their turnover. The reality is that comes down to the lifestyle, why the person came into business. So some guys, let's talk about the middle aged guy with kids. Yep. It's actually 
sometimes really important for that guy to be there for Christmas and be there for the, you know, the school events and be there yeah. for the drop off or be there for the pickup. Yeah. So yeah. instead of working those massive hours for an income, um, they want some lifestyle and a good income that comes with it. Whereas, you know, as I say, there's those select few that are, you know, 200,000 plus. Yep. Um, there's absolutely guys that have been in the business for more than two years that are less than 100,000. Yep. Uh, some of that's their activity, some of it's their attitude, some of it's the opportunity, some of it's what exactly what they want. Yep. So without saying how long's a piece of string, yeah, yeah. Um, that gives you a rough estimate as to when guys are set up uh, and certainly some upper limits for a single yep. operator. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so what are your goals for, I mean... Um, for, for fire and safety, where do, where do you want to take it? What do you see yourself in sort of five years' time for, for that uh, part of the business? Yeah, so our strategy is to be in, um, to set ourselves up in the industry for all of the training and marketing requirements. Yep. We measure that based on the amount of leads that we get through yep. the call centre. Yep. Uh, we're now up to 25% of our leads are non-test and tag or yep. they are fire industry-related leads, okay, right. okay. which for us is, is a good um, start. Uh, we certainly want that number to be 50-50. Our plan going forward is to simply be a, a dual-branded, dual-service company because that's the best thing for our customers and our franchisees. Yep. Where do we want to be in five years from now? Yep. Um, our 2020 vision, which is not five years away, yep. Yep. is absolutely to have uh, 250 franchisees. Okay. And we're really looking for a few more of those experienced fire guys that have been in the industry for a while okay. um, to drive that side of our business a little more. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas traditionally, we've come from a uh, electrical testing and tagging background yeah. as much as all of our guys are trained, as we said yeah. before. Yeah. And just to clarify on that, I mean, I mean, so someone that goes into uh, fire and safety uh, franchises is also trained in, in testing and testing tagging as well? Correct. So, so absolutely, Frank. Yeah. What, when we bring a franchisee in, we want that franchisee to have every opportunity they can possibly have yep. uh, to service every client's needs. So we train all of our franchisees to the yep. same level. So all of our franchisees that come into our system now yep. are trained in fire, test and tag, first aid and our full spectrum of services so that when they walk into a client, they're able to offer that full service offering. For them, that makes them more money. They have less travel on the road. Um, They need less clients, so that build process is shorter. It just works for everyone as long as the client actually wants those services. Yeah, absolutely. And it works for the client most of all, doesn't it? And in terms of your – you may have touched on it before, but where is the position of Jim's fire safety in the market in terms of – brand perception of the fire industry as well and how do you see that going forward yeah so we're certainly new to the industry and we're um you know, we've been in the industry now for three to four years um and our strategy has changed a lot over that period so again we've picked a, a segment of the marketplace that we can do really well yep. make sure that we're fully trained fully supported ongoing training in that area yep. um so we're positioning ourselves in those in that portable end of the market um for us you know, at some point we'll move into other areas. Uh, for now, we just want to do what we do extremely well um, and prove ourselves at a national level. Uh, as I say, we can fill those gaps with, um, you know, alliances across Australia or at a local level for the services that we don't provide in the fire industry. So uh, for us, it's about establishing uh, trust with the yeah. client and with the industry. And we do that by uh, promising and actually delivering on that promise. And as long as we continue to do that, I think the rest will look after itself. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, look, also I think it, it, it's also good to, um, to to relate to some examples of people that have actually sort of changed their lives uh, through test and tag or, or through fire and safety. I mean, do, have you come across some, some of your franchisees that have gone from um, living one sort of life to another and, and they're much happier? Is that, uh, 
Yeah, I, and I think just to give it a very generic yeah. straight bat here, yeah. most guys come into franchising for a lifestyle factor. Yeah. We all have to pay our bills yeah. and we all want to make a dollar. Yeah. Um, the reality is if you can do that and build an asset yeah. and you know that guy that's got that, and sorry to jump back a little bit there, guys, but the guy that has the $150,000 turnover business, yeah. typically that business is selling for $200,000 in the marketplace today. Nice. Yep. The yep. franchisee sets that price for themselves, but they've got that asset. So... The lifestyle is the major drive. That's why most of my guys are in that 100 to 140 grand turnover because they're they're doing somewhere around 30 hours a week. They're doing the family stuff or they're doing their own personal stuff more often than a typical employee. So it's about finding that happy medium for both. Now that doesn't just fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. It takes time, it takes commitment as any business does. But the reality is you are absolutely working for yourself and the return is yours and the asset is owned by yourself, which is a... You know, some key aspects to why most people would step out of a, not a cushy corporate job, you know, maybe a high pressure corporate job or step up from being an employee or as they head towards retirement, you know, for the older boys that, you know, the body's not quite there, um, you know, they, you know, want that little asset, that nest egg, and they need a nice little income. And I say, boys, that's a Freudian slip. The reality is we're actually looking for some females because females tend to fit into our business just as well as the guys, as much as 99% of our so franchisees are, fr- are, are blokes. Yeah. So the, the, the females will fit into um, all of the male typical areas, but they'll also get into um, female-dominated areas. So you think about the, um, you know, the workout industry. Yep. It now has specific gyms for females. Well, they don't want me in there. They'd prefer a female in there. When you think yep. about childcare... We have a process where we'll get police checks on everyone across the nation and working with children's checks. But the reality is the general populace is happy to, happier to have a female in those types of environments and they tend to be more successful in those environments. And they, you know, there's some good money to be made in those environments as well. So you know, there's, there's opportunities for both. And we do have a few franchisees where it's a husband and wife um, format and they work extremely well. Uh, and we certainly have a couple of female franchisees in the business who are really successful. So yeah. Fantastic. And the opportunity is there. What, what does someone need to do to reach out to you if they want to find out more? And what's the next steps they'll, they'll have to do if they, they, they sort of spark their interest there with this discussion? Yeah. So look, jump onto the website. Um, so jimsfiresafety.com.au or jimstestandtag.com.au. Put a franchise inquiry in. And what that's going to do is put you in contact with the local franchisor. They are actually a local franchisee as well. And they can start answering some of those basic questions and send you some information about who we are and what we do. The process is very, very um, simple. We want to give the prospect enough information to understand whether this business model works for them or not, and that's okay, um, before they make any sort of commitment. So we're not going to ask you to sign anything. We're not going to ask you to give us any money, but we are going to tell you all about our business. Yeah. Um, we run the risk of someone knowing all about our business and going into competition with us. We're, we're happy to run that risk. On the, so, on the other side, that we want our prospects to come into this business fully educated, fully understanding what the business is, and we'll even spend a couple of days with them in an information workshop um, with other guys in the same boat, um, going through the contracts and how it all works and how you make a dollar and all of those sorts of things. So basically, jump on the phone or put the inquiry in, and we're happy to have a chat with you about how the business works and whether it fits the prospect's needs or not, and that's okay. Fantastic. And we've been to a few of these uh, prospect events as well. It's, it's a very open two-way process because you're also in the position where you need to vet someone you might be working with for, for years. Isn't that the case? 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we just need to make sure it's going to work for both parties. We need to protect the assets of the you know, almost 200 franchisees we currently have on the road. Mm. Uh, we also need to understand the, the needs of the prospect as well. And we're pretty upfront when, when it comes to whether we believe that someone can achieve or they can't uh, and the skill sets that are going to get them there. So we're happy to do that obligation free um, and we're happy to give you the story at a local level as well so you can understand what it's like in Newcastle or Brisbane or Perth or Adelaide or all of the places that we're represented and all the country areas versus city areas, etc. So it is a very different beast in different places. Um, so we're happy to give you that local message as well. Look, look, thanks, James. Is there anything else you want to add about the opportunity? You know, it's, it's obvious the market's there, it's growing, there's a demographic of people who are interested. Any final words there you want to send out to, to our listeners? Yeah, certainly. Look, if, if it sparks any interest whatsoever, um, don't be afraid to jump on the phone. We're not going to sell you something. In fact, our process is very different to that. We can't sell you anything for a, a series of months. So yeah. if it sparked any interest, jump on the phone, learn a little bit more about us. Um, even if you're a competitor and you just want to know a bit more, I'm happy to happy to happy to field a phone call and uh, and have that little chat as well. By all means. So yeah, good on you guys. Certainly appreciate your time and uh, hope that gives the guys enough information to um, you know understand a little bit more about who we are. Absolutely. Look, thanks a lot for your time, James. That was James from Jim's Fire Safety. And um, like you said, if anyone's interested, head towards their website or give them a call for a bit more detail about the opportunities. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we talk with James Jacker from Jim's Fire Safety. For more information on this and other business, franchise and investment opportunities, head to EdenExchange.com or BusinessByInvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram for regular updates and subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks for listening and see you next time.